Hey guys, and welcome to the NRI Sports and Entertainment Podcast. On this podcast, I want to focus strictly on trending topics in sports and entertainment. We'll talk weekly for 45 minutes to an hour. I definitely want to get guest opinion, questions, and feedback. On the first episode today, we're going to preview the NBA Finals. All right, so we're back here on NRI's Sports and Entertainment Podcast. So, I want to talk about the NBA Finals, right? So, this is the fourth straight matchup between uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. We've got Golden State winning the two out of the last three titles and the the Cavs with one right there in the middle um, in 2016. So, you've got Golden State in 2015, Cavs in 16, and you've got the Warriors in 17. Right, so this year Golden State's going to be going for that uh, elusive back-to-back, and Cleveland will just be trying to to actually win two out of the last three titles and join the Warriors um, in that regards. So, talking about these matchups, right? So, if you look at the first three rounds, we had uh, Golden State against the Spurs in the first round and the Cavs against the Pacers. Go back to that first round. Uh, Golden State kind of lit up the Spurs, man. Like, if you look at that, the Spurs were, were old. They weren't ready to go. They were they were down and out about the Kawhi situation. And I know a lot of my listeners are going to be from San Diego, so we do support Kawhi and, 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 and a lot that he does. But uh, the Spurs were, were pretty down, down and out without him. Um, and it showed in that series, they just couldn't keep up with Golden State, couldn't keep up with the pace, couldn't guard them on the perimeter, and, and it showed. Meanwhile, in that Cavs-Pacers series, the Pacers showed that they could really compete, right? They showed that they can compete with um, LeBron. They weren't scared of the moment. Oladipo just, just showed his, his ascent into superstardom, and, and it was good to see the Pacers kind of uh, show the Cavs that, you know, they're not unbeatable which I'm pretty sure sure they knew, especially with the big trade that they had at the deadline and bringing in all the new guys and trying to get them acclimated to the system. But when you have the best player in the world uh, playing on your team, uh, that was going to be kind of tough for the Pacers to, to overcome. And as we've seen, they couldn't. Then in that second round, we got the Golden State Warriors against the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, uh, another series where, of course, we've we seen Drew Holiday's ascent. Uh, we've seen Anthony Davis continue to get better and better over the years, uh, but they just again couldn't keep up with the pace that the that the Warriors, uh, in my opinion, were were running. Um, and then I don't think Boogie would have been as big of a difference as most people think, just because he is a big and and I don't think that would have that would have uh, negated anything that went on on the perimeter uh, with the way the Warriors play. And then you had the Cavs and Raptors, which was an interesting series. We definitely all thought that the Raptors had what it took to beat the Cavs. That was everybody's uh, everybody's hope, but uh, definitely didn't didn't they didn't come through. Uh, Cavs just again showed their mental toughness, showed their playoff tested uh, team. 
put out there, the, the, the team that's playoff tested, right? So uh, Raptors are playoff tested too, but who can we actually say is a superstar, right? Like we've got DeMar, who's a star. You've got Larry, who's a good supporting piece. Valachunas is a good supporting piece, but we can't say that they actually have a superstar. And again, when you're going against the best player in the world, you need a superstar. Third, third round in the, in, in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, we had Golden State and Houston in the West Finals, uh, which was epic, right? Uh, we've seen that go to seven games um, and just, a, just a, a series between two teams who are so much alike, right? So Golden State and, and Houston are going to be in this thing for, for a couple more years, especially if Houston can re-sign Chris Paul. If he wouldn't have been out, we're talking about a, probably a different outcome. Then we had Cavs and Celtics. And again, we've seen this young squad just just come through all playoffs, just couldn't do it against the Cavs um, and LeBron. But again, they were missing two important pieces. When you're missing your your star point guard and you're missing your uh, $100 million free agent signing, um, that's going to be kind of tough to overcome, especially when you're playing young guys um, in the lineup and, and very little playoff experience there. Uh, they did They did what they could and they took LeBron to seven games, but... In the end, uh, I think the experience of the Cavs and the lack of experience on the Celtics' part uh, played a huge role in the in the Cavs winning. So then we move on to tonight, right? We've got a uh, Golden State and, and Cleveland kicking off in Golden State tonight. Um, definitely looking forward to to seeing how this series starts off. Definitely looking forward to seeing how Golden State comes out, right? Um, Definitely want to see the matchups that they want to bring out. Iguodala's out. Uh, we're still trying to see what's going on with Kevin Love. We don't know if he's still going to be out with the concussion. Um, but who's going to guard LeBron? Right? That's the biggest issue um, or the biggest question that, that Golden State will have to answer. And then, uh, for me, Cleveland's going to have to answer who's going to guard the the four perimeter guys, right? Like, who's going to guard your 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 Steph and your... your um, Who's going to guard KD and who's going to keep Clay Thompson in check? Are you going to switch everything? Um, are you going to play big? Are you going to play small? Well, you have to play big because Kevin Love's out. Is Tristan going to be able to dominate um, inside? Is he going to be able to control uh, his man on the perimeter, especially when you see Kevin, Kevin Durant playing uh, more five than four? And you've got Draymond playing... Uh, more four as well too so uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting matchup to see how this starts off um and see who who comes out firing Cavs are going to need a miracle uh, especially in this first game you're in golden state everybody's hyped uh, they're looking to go back to back um looking to prove that they're a dynasty um Cavs, you're coming off a, a a mentally challenging series with the celtics everybody doubted you thought you would lose and and you're here now. Nobody expected you to be here, but you got the best player in the world, and you made it. So I'm pretty interested to see uh, how this all plays out. Um, definitely see how. Uh, definitely interested to see how Game One plays out, in particular. So that's going to set the tone for the entire series. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about uh, Golden State's dynasty and if they have one. We'll be right back.
Hello and welcome back to the NRI's podcast. And we've been talking about this finals uh, preview and we talked about the matchups for each team and how each team got here and things of that nature. Now I wanted to talk about uh, Golden State being a dynasty, right? So everybody in the sports world keeps talking about this. This is probably one of the hottest topics since uh, Golden State beat Houston um, in that seven-game series. And it's it's definitely been a hot topic in the sports world. Now, Golden State has done a lot, right, um, with Kevin Durant and without Kevin Durant. If you look back, uh, Golden State has been really built organically. Uh, when you look at other teams that were dynasties, some of those teams were built organically, but they also included a um, couple trades, a couple free agent signings that eventually put those dynasties over the top or kept them trending in that dynasty direction. Um, I don't see anything different from that than what Golden State did with Kevin Durant. They already had Steph, you got Clay, you got Draymond, Iggy, and they went out and added a piece that'll put them over the top and continue to enhance their dynasty for years to come. So I don't see anything wrong with what Golden State did. Everybody wants to talk about how they're not a dynasty because Kevin Durant joined them and that puts a stain on the dynasty, but nobody ever talks about when Rodman joined the Bulls and put them over the top for those last three titles, right? Nobody talks about that. Um, Nobody talks about Shaq and Kobe and how when the Lakers had those dynasties, they bought in Shaq as a free agent, put them over the top. Right? Kareem wasn't always a Laker. They brought him in, put him over the top. Right? They drafted Magic. If you look at Golden State, they did the exact same thing, except for they drafted a couple more stars. We wouldn't put them in superstar category, but we would definitely say that they're stars. Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. They drafted a superstar in the late lottery, and Steph Curry, I believe number eight. Right? They drafted Clay, late lottery, 11, somewhere around there. They drafted Draymond, second round. So they built this thing with those three stars organically. Hasn't been something that they've had to go from the outside and pull other players in. They've drafted these players, they've developed these players, they've put the right pieces around these players. When they seen that Durant was that final piece to put them over the top and to enhance it for years to come, they decided to jump on it. Doesn't make them any more or any less of a dynasty. What will make them a continue? A continuing dynasty is if they continue to win. If they don't win, then we can start to consider them failures or not being a dynasty. But being in the finals four straight years, winning the last two out of three finals, going for a back-to-back, and going for three out of the last four 
I believe that can categorize the Golden State Warriors as a dynasty. You also have to look at the fact that they were going to the playoffs before they started winning Western Conference Finals titles and then eventually NBA championships. They've progressively gotten better. They weren't that good. They began to build on those draft picks, got better, eventually got in the playoffs, eventually advanced in the playoffs, got to the West Finals, got to the championship, won the championship, and now has a championship pedigree. To me, that's the definition of a dynasty. Five out of the last seven years, I believe they've been in the playoffs. Okay, We haven't reached the end of this decade. They could easily win one more title in this decade and, and have half of the titles in this 10-year span. That is a dynasty. They've built something special. They will continue to be special as long as they continue to keep this team together. If they can't continue to keep this team together, then they'll have to figure out how to rebuild and continue to be special. But as of now, and especially if they win this this series, I firmly believe that they're a dynasty. That's just in my eyes. I would love to let to, to hear what you think. I would love to get your opinions, any questions, or any feedback on this topic. We can definitely discuss it in further detail, either in a later podcast or we can do a podcast in a couple of days just to uh, have this conversation. Okay, so uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about LeBron um, and is his reign over in the East. Um, is that coming to an end after these after these finals? Talk to you soon. Be right back. All right, and we're back on NRI's Sports and Entertainment Podcast. And now we're going to talk about LeBron, our favorite guy, right? Everybody loves to talk about LeBron, so let's talk about LeBron. It's his reign over in the East. Interesting question. When you look at LeBron, though, right, 33 years old, he'll be 34 next year, not showing signs of breaking down or anything like that, still showing signs of being an elite athlete and an elite physical specimen. But the question is, what can they put around him? Okay, let's let's look at Cleveland. First off, Kevin Love cannot stay healthy. Regardless of what they try to do, he just cannot stay healthy. That eliminates a huge scoring threat right there. Huge scoring threat, huge rebounding threat. Overall, huge loss for him. You couple that with the fact he lost Kyrie last year. You see no development out of Tristan Thompson 
when it comes to his offensive game, okay? And he's very spotty. They just don't have any room for failure. They have no wiggle room as of now, as of the way this Cavs team is constructed. They have to be perfect every night. LeBron has to play perfect every night. We saw that throughout the season, and it reared its ugly head in the playoffs. If LeBron doesn't have perfect games, if he disappears, they don't win, especially against teams that they match up well against or they don't match up well against, teams who outplay them, teams who have better matchups than they do. They need a better supporting cast around LeBron. They had Kyrie, who we will be able to put in that superstar category next year. Of course, he deals with a lot of injuries as well, too, throughout the season. And then sometimes he uh, he tends to get injured in the playoffs. He's a tough guy, though. He'll play through most of his injuries. He's, 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 he's pretty tough. Uh, he'll play until he, until he can't play anymore. It's one thing I like about Kyrie. When you look at again Kevin Love, he's he's just always he's always on the bench and that's a that's a that was a huge reason why LeBron came back to Cleveland. They got rid of Wiggins to get rid uh to get uh Kevin Love. Um and it's worked out to some degree and to 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 the the the, the most part it, it hasn't worked out for them. Uh, it's either been a poor fit or or he's been injured. Um, or he complains. He doesn't get enough shots. Uh, they don't like him. He doesn't fit in with the team and and all of that. And and it's LeBron's show and, and all of that. I mean, you are a superstar player with, with Minnesota. You've definitely got to – he's got to step up and be a little bit – a little bit more – have a little bit more toughness, just a little bit. We're in that age where we have a lot of prima donnas, right? A lot of big men who complain and, and cry and whine. Um, and you see it in games. You see them complaining. You see them complaining about calls. You see them complaining about fouls, things of that nature. And, and instead of getting back, trying to block a shot, hitting the post and, and getting an easy layup, um, they'd rather complain, whine, get scored on, and then spot up at the three-point line. Um, so def- they definitely need to see some kind of return on investment in Kevin Love, especially if they want to keep LeBron around, and especially if they want to continue to go to the, to the playoffs. Uh, LeBron's been, been to eight, eight straight playoffs. Cleveland's now been to four straight finals. If they want to continue that, that, that reign in the East, they're definitely going to have to put more talent around him. You talk about the teams that are coming. You talk about the 76ers. Uh, with their with their young talent and how they're gonna probably be together for the next three to five years. Talk about Boston, who's gonna be together for the next three to five years. Right? Indiana showed that they have the potential to grow. Right? With Ola Depot and then uh the big guy, Miles Turner. Uh, so they've showed that they, they have some potential on their end as well too. Uh, to get better next year and and possibly compete compete for a title, um, and then 
depending on where Paul George goes, depending on where LeBron goes, that could shift the balance of power as well, too. Right? LeBron stays in Cleveland. Who do they get? They don't. Again, they don't have a lot of wiggle room. They would themselves have to create a sign and trade situation. They did do, do it during the during the season. They were able to pull off that deadline trade and and ship out pieces that weren't that weren't fitting to bring in pieces that they thought were would fit and that were that were younger and that they possibly could move forward with. That's worked to some extent, but it hasn't taken any pressure off LeBron, especially with him getting older. And then once you start looking at these other teams, they're a lot younger than this Cla- than this Cleveland team that's currently constructed. Right? Again, 76ers, Boston, the Pacers. These are all teams that are younger than, than the Cavs. Boston almost took off and ran to the finals without two of their star players against Cleveland. It's going to be real interesting to see what LeBron decides to do this offseason if he does decide to sign with another team or if he does re-sign in Cleveland. They're going to have to lay a huge plan out to him on what, they, what, they're, uh, what they're planning to do in the offseason to make this team better and take some burden off of him. But if they can't do that, then he's probably going to leave. But... I would love to get your thoughts, your comments, and what you think about LeBron's and the Cavs' reign in the in the East. Um, would love to hear that feedback. Uh, we'll see how this finals unfolds and how this team decides to come together. It's going to be real interesting to see uh, how this all plays out uh, after this series and going into the offseason. So, with that said, we're going to go ahead and, and take another break. Uh, we come back, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. We'll get a prediction on the finals. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about when we'll, we'll speak again the next time. Be right back. And we're back here on NRI's podcast where we talk about sports and entertainment. And again, today we're previewing the NBA Finals. Uh, We've been talking about uh, Golden State's dynasty, wondering if LeBron's reign um, is over as well, too. Uh, So those have been a couple of things that we've talked about today. Um, And right now, I just want to give my prediction on the the finals. Um, For me, through my eyes... Um, I see Golden State winning in five. I just don't see how Cleveland can match up with them uh, personnel-wise. When you look at lineups and the different lineups that they can throw out there, um, as far as Golden State, um, it'll be tough for Cleveland to to combat those lineups, especially without having Kevin Love. You can't play him at the five where you can play that small ball with Golden State. it's going to be tough. Um, again, you can play that with, with, with Love if you want, but Durant is such a great offensive player, and Love can't guard him. So whether or not you have Love in, in this series, 
I don't think that'll make a huge difference because of the rest of the talent that's surrounded around those two uh, those two guys. Uh, I just see Golden State just outplaying them, outrunning them, um, and just pretty much outshooting them um, and running away with this thing. I do believe Cleveland's going to be um, very motivated come game three. Uh, they're going to lose the first two games in Golden State. Um, that's just my prediction. I believe they'll come out in game three motivated, ready to go. Um, they'll take game three, um, and then Golden State will promptly take game four in Cleveland and then come back home and, and wrap up the series. Um, that's my opinion, and then we'll see what happens in the offseason after that happens, whether LeBron decides to stay, what Cleveland decides to do with his personnel. Is Kevin Love gone? Do they ship out Tristan Thompson? Um what do they do with the two young guys who I believe are restricted free agents? Um, when you talk about Hood and you talk about uh, Clarkson. Um, actually, I think Clarkson is signed. Um, I think he is signed. I think uh, it's just uh, Hood that's the restricted on the Cavs. Um, but do you move some pieces around to see if you can get a star player at the end of this? Um you also have the number eight pick. Uh, can you use that in, in a trade to maybe bring back somebody um, that can help you? Uh, possibly a, a scoring point guard. Or if you can draft a Colin Sexton, that might be the, the, the best route to go. Um, but how do you put a team around LeBron after, after this five-game series is over? I guess we'll see uh, since we don't have... Uh, we can't see into the future, of course, and, and we don't know what's going to happen in this series. But like I said, my prediction is Golden State in five. Uh, they just, again, outrun the Cavs. Uh, the matchups are, are, are just too much for the Cavs to overcome. Um, LeBron's just not going to be enough this, this series. Uh, they're going to need more firepower. Um, and that's, that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. So, yeah, guys, uh, I definitely appreciate you listening if you are out there listening. Um, definitely appreciate it. It's the first one. Uh, we're going to try to make these things a little bit better going forward. Um, I wanted to start this because I love sports. Uh, this is a way for me to keep in, keep in, in touch with, with the, with the side of me that, that, uh, that loves the, 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 um, the sports side of me that just loves the game, um, of basketball. I love baseball, football fan as well too. Uh, so we'll talk a lot about that. Uh, going forward, entertainment stuff as well too. Um, what's trending with that uh, as far as the latest news, and we'll we'll talk about that and see what's in everybody's eyes. But I would love to get your feedback. Um, I would love to get some opinions, some questions. If you have any topics you want to talk about, if you ever want to come on and co-host with me, um, things of that nature, um, definitely reach out. The email is nris88 at gmail.com thank y'all for listening and uh if i get some good uh good uh feedback or or good discussion topics some good opinions um on stuff that we talked about today um i will definitely do do a second episode uh sooner than a week uh, so if you're out there listening go ahead and drop that stuff into my to my email and um I would definitely love to hear from you. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. 
um, and enjoy the game tonight, 9 p.m. See y'all later. Thank you.